My new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, is out. You can get it at capitalistbook.com. Here's what Nicholas said on March 6th on Amazon. Incredibly incisive, useful, and sensible. The author is not greedy and is, in fact, extremely generous and does not hold back on the knowledge he imparts. I've barely made it halfway to the book, and I'm already gushing over the book because it's an absolute gem. Nathan gets to the point quick, shows proof, and best of all, shows you not just what to do, but how to do it in explicit detail. To say the book is actionable is an understatement. Now, you guys that listen to the podcast know I'm detail-oriented, so that review might not surprise you, but I hope you grab the book. It's now a Wall Street Journal instant national bestseller. Grab it at capitalistbook.com. Audible version is available too. Life is a blessing. Enjoy the journey. Again, back in 2014, launched Paystand, a B2B version of a, of a thing like a B2B version of like a Venmo or something like that. Paystand is growing fast, $12 million raised. They went, they grew about 4X year over year from 2016 to 2017, aiming to grow about 3X or 4X this year from 2017 to 2018. Uh, their customers, Pam, called on average 1500 bucks per month. Their, you know, the innovation is they're not charging on a percentage of revenue through the platform model or percentage of receivables, receivables through the model. It really is a flat fee. So hoping to hit that $5 million ARR mark here in the next quarter, two quarters, or three quarters or so. Healthy economics, net negative revenue churn um, annually with our team of 30 based between California, Guadalajara, and Canada. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. They had no money when they started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jeremy Almond. He spent the last 15 years in the tech industry as a serial entrepreneur, startup advisor, and occasional investor. He's helped dozens of B2B companies drive adoption of digital commerce and is still an active board member at a number of fintech companies. He started his career in technology as an engineer at nanotech startup Digital Instruments, which was acquired by Vico. Jeremy holds a BS in computer engineering from the University of California and a master's in business from the University of Massachusetts. All right, Jeremy, are you ready to take us to the top? Hey, how you doing, Nathan? I am doing well. I have to ask first because, you know, in my log cabin when I was growing up, right next to the entry door, we had one of these old crank phones on our wall, and I'd love to mess with it and hear the <laughs> ding. You have a collection hanging on the wall behind you. What's the significance? You know, I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm sitting at one of our investors' offices, and so I think uh, they, they built one of the first uh, mobile payment apps, this little company called PayPal, and uh, so one of the first money movements ever was beamed over the phone. Um, it was a very famous investment. Uh, and so I think they memorialize that with these old phones around their office. That's pretty cool. So I want to ask what the company does in a second, but you said you're at your investor's office. How much have you raised to date? Uh, I've raised about 12 million to date, more or less. So. Okay. And then break down the company for us. What do you guys do? How do you make money? Yeah. So, so Paystand's a B2B payment network. So a simple way to think of us is uh, what Venmo does between consumers, making payments digital. Uh, we do for commercial companies. So we help uh, B2B companies actually get their money faster, cheaper, and in a more automated way. Jeremy, can I think Bill.com here? Yeah, I think so. So Bill.com is uh, really about automation. And um, what we are is actually changing the payment network. So, so most of the money movement itself is, is basically using technology before the internet. 
Um, most of the technology is sort of built in the 70s. We actually own our own payment network. Um, we use something called the blockchain, um, which is sort of a w- really new way to think about financial services in general. So. Okay. So wa- um, at the risk of getting too technical here, walk me through how a company to another company might actually might actually use this. Can you give a real example, name the customers, et cetera? Yeah. So classic example would be an insurance company. So we work with a lot of what we'd call unsexy industries where there's paper checks in the process. So we have uh, insurance clients, for example, that um, uh, are normally billing their billing folks like you uh, to to take their uh, claims payments or whatever their, their monthly payments. Um, normally, it's a manual process. You're paying by paper check. Uh, the critical thing for insurance is if you don't pay it on time, you, you don't have coverage. So it's really really important for the insurance companies to get their money uh, faster, cheaper, and automated. The insurance company has two bad choices today. They either uh, can use paper checks, which means they have to wait, they have to collect, it takes them a long time, and then if they don't get the money on time, basically you lose your insurance coverage for your business, um, or they run and they take credit card payments. So, you know, you named off one of the credit card companies. Um, problem with the credit card payment is, is basically it costs 3% for you to receive uh, all credit card companies cost, cost this, this way. So if you're, let's say we work with mid, mid-sized companies. So if you're a 50 or hundred million dollar company, um, just to receive your money, uh, might cost you a million dollars, which is, you know, absolutely insanity um, for effectively moving ones and zeros back and forth between banks. So what we do is help them move their money uh, automatically, digitally, and without fees. Um, and so that's a that's a big, big deal. So. so I forget which chain it was. Maybe it was Walmart just announced they weren't taking, I think, Visa credit cards anymore because of how aggressive they are. Are they about to announce that they have fallen in love with Jeremy Almond and PayStand as replacing <laughs> Visa? Yeah, I mean, so I, honestly, the the retail um, the retailers hate credit card fees, but I think they've got a bigger challenge, which is you know um, we as consumers um, we we use credit cards all the time. I, you know, I've got a cup of coffee here. I swiped my credit card uh, to to do it, um, but it's different in the commercial case. So in our commercial case, right, these are companies that you've worked with for you know a decade. You have contract terms that salespeople have argued about for for years. Um, that say I'm going to pay on net 30 terms, which means I'm, when I get an invoice, I'm going to pay 30 days later. Um, so there's very, very clear uh, uh, sort of terms that dictate how you get paid. Um, and so really what Paystown's focused on is making sure that process can be automated. And those don't really need to go through credit cards because you know at the end of the day, I know this company. I've got terms associated to it. So, so the credit card model just doesn't work there. How do you make money if you're not taking a percentage? Yeah, so so we kind of think of us as like the Netflix of the industry, um, which is we we've, we're trying to move the industry from a transactional model, sort of this blockbuster go in and rent something, uh, to a fixed cost SaaS model. And so we charge um, a monthly subscription amount uh, for for a customer, and it's sort of all you can eat. And what would you say? I'm sure you have loads of different cohorts, but on average, what's a customer paying you per month? Yeah, so so on average, our, our customers pay us um, about fifteen hundred dollars a month. They go up much higher, and there's a few that's a little lower than that. But. And, and if I pay you that, what am I getting? Is it you can go, you know, process up to a hundred million of transaction volume per month before we have to go to the next level? Yeah, I mean, so so normally the cohorts can be, you know, let's say a million to ten million dollars uh, is sort of a certain size company. Ten million to to fifty million is a certain size company. So generally, the cost for us is just around support. So you know, a company that's got five thousand employees is a little bit more support for us than a company that's I don't know five employees. But and put this all on a timeline for me. When did you launch the company? 
2014. So we've been at it about four years now. Um, you know, really, really early days, especially when you look at blockchain. We think we're sort of inning two at a, at a very long game on, on trying to change how commercial banking is done. And how many folks, how many of these commercial entities are using you today in terms of, you know, how many customers you're at? Yeah, so so we have about fifty thousand businesses on our payment network. Um, you know, if you put that into scale, there's eighteen trillion dollars in commercial payments in the U.S. alone, still done in paper checks. So we've got a really long way to go. Um, but you know, I think we're 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 one of the fastest growing uh, companies that are using blockchain in a real mean, meaningful way. And so I think that's that's important. And you know, we're we're doing uh, material volume at this point. So early days, but it's going okay. What's material volume? I mean, are, are we talking ten billion a month, a billion a month? What's material in your perspective? Uh, so, so at this point we're doing, um, tens of millions a day. Right. Okay. Um, and so, you know, so it's, it's pretty decent. Right? Okay. So. And then if I take uh, my math is going to be wrong here, so you're gonna have to correct me. If I take those 50,000 customers times that average price point, you just said a 1500 bucks per month, that puts you at 70, you guys are making 75 million a month. Um, you would be taking me out to a steak dinner and we'd doing this, be doing this interview in a penthouse. If that was the case, totally. where, where are my numbers wrong? Yeah, so so we have sort of two sides of the network. We have a receivable side and the payable side. Um, so you, again, you can think about like Venmo. You have two people on both sides. Um, so we we basically charge for the receivable side of the product um, because effectively, you know, it, you as a CFO care about speeding up your time to cash, getting your money quicker and at lower cost. Um, most of the B2B payment industry actually charges for the other side, which is the payable side. Um, we think that that's actually less important. Uh, our sort of point of view is that's a vitamin problem, meaning, um, you know, it's nice for, for, or your AP to, to not write a paper check, but that's not super, super critical for the boardroom level. Um, and so we effectively charge a very, very different amount on the payable side than we do on the receivable side. I see. So that 50,000 number included both sides. Both sides. Yeah, exactly. On the receiver, break that down for me. On the receiver side, how many are you working with? Uh, so, so we don't publish those numbers, but the, the receivable side, you know, you, you can think of it, it's an asymmetric network, right? Most, um, uh, receivable companies, right? Like they have at least a hundred customers generally. So, so you can kind of think about how the, you know, the ratios will play out. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a general sense. If we're talking like your high touch, a hundred, a hundred enterprise customers, or if you're talking maybe more mid market, maybe you have 10,000 folks on that side, would you say you're more high yeah, touch or? We would consider mid market, so you can think of us as like mid velocity, like a HubSpot or or, or a NetSuite size um, type company. So um, more than a hundred and less than ten thousand customers. Yep. yep, fair enough. On the and, upside, so. and then what do you what you know? You're only four years in, but it sounds like you're growing in a meaningful way. What are you growing at right now, year over year? Yeah, so right now, year over year, we're growing. Uh, so the first couple of years we grew five x. Uh, this last year we grew at nearly four x, and this year we'll probably grow at three and a half x. So okay. Um, so just to be clear, from 2016 to 2017, and you're talking about transaction volume or actually your revenue forex? Uh, both. Transaction volume is probably a little higher. So it's transaction volume. I think we grew 5x last year. So. Okay. And you're aiming for, sorry, you said 3 or 4x this year? Yeah, that's right. 3x this year. Very good. And where's most of the growth coming from? More, more volume through current customers or building the network, getting new people in the network altogether? It's mostly new, net new right now. You know, I think one of the things we certainly will grow as the company gets more mature is, is you know, so how, how do we continue to grow the base internally? Um, you know, one, one of the, the, the good things about payments in general is it's a very, very sticky system. You know, the, um, the vast majority of, uh, of businesses in America still are using paper checks, which was built in the Middle Ages. So, so, so something from, you know, 1200 AD hasn't changed, um, which means once we get in there and we, we move over to digital, it's um, it's a very very sticky product. Um, so, but but right now we're really focused on growing the network. We're really not 
as focused on growing internally to sort of business lines. We will do that eventually, but not yep. now. When do you, I won't push any harder on this after this question, I promise. When do you think you'll pass caught 5 million in ARR in terms of a run rate? Uh, we're not far off from doing that. Do you think it'll be this year? Uh, we're not very far off now. So, okay, that's yeah. good. That's great. Um, so, wa- walk me could through. Be a quarter could be this year, whatever. <laughs> good. Walk me through. <clears throat> walk me through some of the, the the kind of economics around building a marketplace like this. So, w- what is it costing you to onboard one of these new customers? Typically, yeah, we do have. So the economics, we we um, you know we we still have to. So we federate with eighteen thousand banks. Um, so you know, not everything is like this pure uh, blockchain world yet. We think that's eventually where it goes. Um, but because that, because we have to federate with banks, we have to actually set up accounts. And so that has costs associated to it. Um, and so that, that's a lot of our costs is sort of the banking costs of the underlying infrastructure to support um, whether it's, uh, you know, settling back into your bank or whether it's um, sort of dealing with the legacy banking infrastructure. I, th- I think one of the things we, we do there is um, we meet the customer where they're at. So we don't require you know, all 50,000 customers to move over to an entirely digital method day one. Um, and and our, our point of view on that is, is it's, it's sort of like Netflix, right? Um, you know, these days you and I, we, we binge watch Netflix, right? On Saturday, watching Stranger Things or whatever. Um, it's all digital. It's all HD directly to our, our living room. Um, you know, but when Netflix started, there were still a lot of DVDs. So what did they, they start doing? They shipped, um, you know, red envelopes everywhere just to, to get people into the behavior of, hey, don't go into Blockbuster. Instead, move to this model that's going to be um, a different pricing model, uh, an all-you-can-eat model, right? And we're going to move you over to this digital thing over time. Um, and so we're sort of in that process right now. People still, um, you know, very heavily reliant on commercial banks. Um, and so a lot of our cost is, is sort of using the legacy infrastructure to move people over to the digital How do you incentivize those banks? Is there a kickback per person they sign up or, or no, it's not that straightforward? Yeah. So we, we don't sell, it's interesting. We don't sell to the banks. We certainly partner with them. We had a big announcement about a partnership uh, a couple weeks ago with Silicon Valley Bank and First Data. But um, uh, we generally look at the banks as partners, not as uh, sort of economic drivers for us. Um, so, so, and the thing that with banks is this might've been different five years ago, but the banks know where they're good at and, and, and what they're not good at. And the reality is they're not software companies um, and companies like us are not banks. Right. And so, you know, I think we're, we're kind of learning who's, who's the right lanes to stay in, which is um, we can create great enabling software for a digital age. And, you know, a bank can do all of the things that they're good at, which is around regular regulatory licensing, compliance, sort of uh, trust risk models, those sorts of things. So. What does your churn look like? Yeah, so that's one of the things I think we're really proud of is, you know, from a net basis, we have negative churn. Um, and you're you know, talking, just I, I think you're talking, lot. you have net negative revenue churn annually. Yeah, correct. So, and, I, and, I, and again, I think that's because if you, once, once you get people in the payment network that's entirely digital, you're not moving back to paper check, right? Um, and so, you know, I think we have a very uh, defensible business, which, you know, we feel very blessed about. And, you know, we're continuing to make the product more mature over time. So. What's your team size say, Jeremy? Uh, we're still small, 30 people. Uh, we're trying to, you know, like every, everybody in the Valley, I think, grow as fast as we can. So You said 30 or 1-3? 30. So, yeah, so very lean team. Yeah, sorry, uh, Jeremy, I, I can't, 3-0 or 1-3? 3-0. 3-0, great. And is everyone based, where's everybody based? Yeah, most everyone is based in our California office, um, which is in Scotts Valley, which is great. It's not far from San Francisco, and it's also very close to the beach, um, which is, you know, sort of great uh, mix. 
And then um, we have a small office that's growing pretty quickly in Guadalajara. So um, that office, you know, we opened up uh, at the beginning of this year. Um, and then we have a very, very small office in Canada, which is basically a fulfillment center. That Got it. Very good. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, famous business book. Uh, Founders at Work, probably. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Oh, I would say that. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you have to follow Benioff, right? In the, in the B2B world. So, yep. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Uh, right now I'd say we're big HubSpot fans. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, probably four to six. Okay. So not bad. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married, very, very happily married and excited to be going on a vacation with the love of my life in a week. And no kids? No kids. All so. right. And how old are you, Jeremy? Uh, I am, let's see, how old am I? I believe I'm 36. 36. All right. Last question. <laughs> I think so. What, what yeah. do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I don't know. My 20-year-old self was very happy and my 30-year-old self is even more happy. So, you know, I think life is just, uh, is, is, it, it's a blessing and I feel grateful for kind of the journey. Guys, life is a blessing. Enjoy the journey. Again, back in 2014, launched Paystand, a B2B version of a, of a thing, like a B2B version of like a Venmo or something like that. Paystand is growing fast, $12 million raised. They went, they grew about 4X year over year from 2016 to 2017, aiming to grow about 3X or 4X this year from 2017 to 2018. Uh, their customers, Pam, called on average 1500 bucks per month. Their, you know, the innovation is they're not charging on a percentage of revenue through the platform model or percentage of receivables, receivables through the model. It really is a flat fee. So hoping to hit that $5 million ARR mark here in the next quarter, two quarters or three quarters or so. Healthy economics, net negative revenue churn um, annually with our team of 30 based between California, Guadalajara and Canada. Jeremy, thanks for taking us to the top. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate the time, buddy.